I haven't decided what I want to say when I introduce myself. I always. My name is Brandon, and I haven't decided what I want to say when I introduce myself. My name is Brandon, and I committed to a bit I can no longer uphold. Do you like Disney? Do you like movies? Do you like friends who watch these movies? Disney Channel, Tipsy Battle, Disney Channel, Tipsy Battle, Disney Channel, Tipsy Battle, yeah! Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel, the podcast where we watch and review all the DCOMs from A to Xenon. My name's Brandon, and I'm from the coolest city, New York City, baby! My name's James, and I've actually lost five pounds in 24 hours. <laughs> my name's Brandon, and I want an egg cream. And my name is Ryan, and if I wasn't wearing my contacts or glasses, I would be legally blind. Okay, real real talk, everybody. We've all been to to Central Park where this movie starts. Does anyone there sell an egg cream? No. If they do, I'd like to know about it. Yeah, I'm not even yeah. sure what an egg cream is. Like the name oh, sounds so it no, sounds so obvious from the name. Take that back. Good. Take that I back. Will never. I, what? They're good. Nope. Okay, what is it? So an egg cream is uh, it, there's no egg in it, um, but there is cream. Um, actually, no. There's not cream. Never mind. I fucking blew I it. I think what? It's, it's like it's like a chocolate milk that's carbonated. An yeah. egg cream is a cold beverage consisting of milk, carbonated water, and flavored syrup. So it's just like a chocolate milk. It's yeah. good. It's not gross. It doesn't have. It's prepared it by good. pouring syrup into the glass, adding milk, lightly stirring it with a spoon, then streaming soda water into the glass. Well, that sounds fine, I guess. Where's we're called the Tipsy Pound for a reason because we're drinking alcoholic egg cream. No, it's not cream, true. Baby. No, no, we should be though. That that was a well, missed opportunity, but that's okay. Drink. <laughs> Would it be though? Oh I'm God, I'm not I sure. Think of that. Do an do an egg cream for the next one. Nobody will notice. Yeah, yeah. What's this episode? You may be asking, listener, who clicked this link on your uh, mobile phone. This is going to the mat. Going to the Mat came out in 2004. It stars Andrew Lawrence. Um, I, I, I don't want to, I shouldn't describe the plot. James, you should describe the plot because you this have is, a history. This, we have now reached the end of the DCOMs that I saw as a child, which is we've now watched the second of two. <laughs> <laughs> so the first um, one was the very first one we did, Luck of the Irish. Yep. And it only Big took fan. us three years or so to get to the next one. Yeah. Um, and this one is about a blind kid named Jace. I did not remember that his name is Jace. That pissed me off. Not a name. Uh, who simultaneously has to navigate being at a new school, being blind, uh, being a musician, and joining the wrestling team. And that's it. He wears a lot of hats. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll talk all about that movie. But before we get into that, we're called the Tipsy Panel for a reason. Why is that? Drinking, 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 alcohol, drinks. <laughs> we have them. <laughs> They're here. They're ours. They're mine. James is our mixologist. He makes a drink every time. James, would you whip up? Well, I really wish I whipped up an alcoholic egg cream now, but uh, I just looked up a recipe for one, and it uh, turns out it's real easy. You just make a regular egg cream and then throw some Kahlua in there 
and I'm sure that's actually really good. Cool. <laughs> um, but the drink that I, I actually came up with, uh, one of the many play on words that I threw around, uh, is the going to the matador. Mm. Uh, a matador is the lesser known cousin of margarita, which I did not know. Oh. Um, and basically you make it the same way. It's uh, you rim a... This one, I think you should go a little extra. So you'd rim a, a glass with, I would say, either tagine or smoke salt, uh, and then do an ounce of tequila or mezcal, three ounces of pineapple juice, and then squeeze some lime on there. I love Literally a good tagine rim. Oh, oh, I chose... Uh, I'm Retroactively, I chose this one because it's Spanish, too, and they, they take Spanish in this movie. Mm. Oh, yeah, they do. I learned such great phrases like... Um, Sesenta, setenta, ochenta. Yeah, yeah. They say ayudar. Puedo, yeah. puedo ayudar. Excelente. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a real expert now. Better than Duolingo. Soy experto. Listeners, you want to make this drink? You can. We're gonna post the recipe on our Instagram at Disney Channel Tipsy Pal. Or you could just rewind it and listen to James describe it. No, no, no. You have to see it. You have to see the post. You have to look at your screen and you have to look at the picture and you have to like it and you have to comment and you have to follow and you have to subscribe. And there is a great guide to most of the drinks that we've made that Brennan and I guess one of you other fucks put a lot of hard work into. But Brennan, James makes the recipes. Brennan, Brennan made the book and I said, great job, guys. And, and you stood there saying, work, work, work. Yep, that's me. Yeah, he... He banged on the drum. Yeah. <laughs> that really motivated. Just like Jace bangs on drums. And, yeah. And just like New York, where Jace is from, uh, you see bangs construction. Buckets. You, you see construction workers. One guy is in a hole and the other guys are all watching. That's like what this podcast is for Brandon, except we're all <laughs> we're all in a hole and Brandon's watching. Yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> it rose the lotion on his skin. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Jace in New York City, um, it sounded like he had a really illustrious musical career. Like, where, where did they say he played at? Was it? Did they say Radio the City Beacon. Music Hall? The Beacon. I they said Beacon Theater. Beacon Theater. Yeah, oh my yeah, yeah. God. Which is awesome. Like that, you, you don't just play at the Beacon Theater as a high school student. That's not like a thing that happens. And his parents were just like, all right, well, now we're going to move to Utah. Like, fuck your life. Did they explain why? I assume it was one of them got a job, but we don't ever see any either of them working. <laughs> I don't think they explain shit. No, not at all. Mom, by the way, Brenda Strong, cool casting. Love her. When you don't know who she see is? Him- have you guys all seen the Who Seinfeld episode? They're real and they're fantastic. Oh, that's Brenda God. Strong. I know that's her. her. Yeah, that's her. But I know her as Mary Alice Young, uh, the the narrator of Desperate Housewives. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she that. is great. Wow, Hollywood's a small town, isn't it? No, Wisteria Lane. Now that's a small town. Well, New York City is a big small town. This is going to turn into a Desperate Housewives podcast if you guys aren't careful. I got a lot to say about Paul Young. Mm. All right. Uh, So, yeah, this movie uh, starts off with Jace Newfield, uh, musical prodigy, moving out to Utah, uh, where he meets uh, Zero from Holes. (laughs) And he finds out that nobody cares about music here, man. You got to be a jock. They're all fucking Mormons, man. Yeah. You know, no, nobody... No mention of Mormons. No mention of, of, of milk. No mention of polygamy. 
I'm not sure they were really in Utah. Hmm. Maybe that's why the dad moved there. Maybe because he was courting (laughs) another wife. We don't actually see. It's it's not like the kid can snitch on him. Oh, got him. (laughs) That was just as creative as all the other blind jokes in this one. Mm -hmm. I thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Yeah, no, they, you know, they, they, they're obviously trying really hard to destigmatize just the disability of blindness in the movie. And overall, I do think that they do a very good job. But that doesn't come without like over a dozen lines where it's just like, hello, I'm the blind guy. Yeah. I'm not the deaf guy. I'm the blind guy. Hey, look at me. I'm being blind over here. Pretty much. Hey, in New York, I'm walking here, but I can't see because I'm blind. They could have given him a dog. Mm. That would be fun. Yeah, that would be cool. And he'd give the dog some cool uh, jazz musician's name. Like, he'd call him, like, Thelonious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We we went to the same page there, didn't we? It was good. Yeah, well, Thelonious is going to be the name of my firstborn son. So uh... Yeah, call him Theo. Love it. You know, Brandon and I were talking over the weekend, but I'm going to throw this out to you, too, James and Ryan. Uh, who picks up the blind guy's dog's poop? Wow. Mm. Um, huh. I think the blind guy probably picks up his own dog's shit. I think the the dog is probably trained to like poop in a way that the blind guy <laughs> can pick up the dog's shit more easily. You're probably right, yeah, but the- how do you train that? That's why it's so can- expensive. To train a guy dog. Do you train point. them to not go? Like, that's what everyone does when they house train a dog, but these are just like the well, special ops at, of dogs. Yeah, they gotta go at some time. Well, that's why the dogs are so expensive because they go through all this training and then a week in, the dog explodes full of crap because the dog <laughs> never craps. So, you have to get a new one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they probably have, honestly. They probably have like a very specific area that's the only spot they go in, and then that, the, okay. the person knows to just go there and clean it up. <laughs> that's <laughs> smarter than the answer that I gave this weekend, where I just said uh, they don't. They just ask somebody. Just ask. <laughs> hey, excuse me, my guide dog just just took a shit. Can you help me, please? Can you- okay, okay, but honestly, no. if somebody asked you that, would you say no? Like I, I would say yes. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, well, you know, there you go. That's why I didn't I, think it was so crazy. Yeah. I mean, I guess we're trained to go into one place. Yeah, that's true. Speak for yourself. And, uh, <laughs> uh, yep, and and I always have somebody clean it up for me every time. I've just learned to ask for help. They, they call me the seeing eye dog because I <laughs> shit wherever I want. Uh, what else do we a, got? Are we talking about a movie here? I think we're talking about a um, movie. So Jace, he's really talented. He's a great musician. I really like that opening scene. It reminded me of Whiplash. Like he's yeah. out shredding yeah. on the drums and he's blind. And he's cool as fuck. I felt exactly the same way. He wears a leather jacket, which is how you know he's cool. <laughs> but when he gets to Utah, he finds out being from New York City is not as cool as people think it is. And he really does think he's just going to coast on it. Hey, that. check out this side of beef. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I thought that the banter between Jace and uh, uh, wrestling captain, what's his name? John. Uh, John. Yes, just yes. generic John. I thought that their banter was somewhat realistic in that it was was playful but also hurtful. Uh, I thought it was very interesting. 
because the way that a high school bully is portrayed in so many movies is like very unrealistic. Like it just, you know, starting off with like, give me your lunch money. I'm going to throw you in a dumpster. That <laughs> shit. Uh, I, it was much more like barbs, just, you know, shooting barbs at each other until one of them breaks. And mm-hmm. that's, I feel much more real, much more um, relatable. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, it wasn't overly antagonistic, but it was definitely uh, mean spirited, and I I think that helped keep it um, realistic. Yeah, it's the way kids do things these days, especially. Um, and then Jason's big wake up call is when he's in a music class. Mm. He's in a music class. They're playing Bach, and he's on the drum set, and he rips pretty cool solo. Sounded good. It sounded like shit, but I was watching it one and a half speed, so <laughs> I wouldn't know. Uh, the band teacher, who's none other than Mr. Wayne Brady, gotta love it. Decides he has to choke a bitch. Yeah, and he does. He's like, <laughs> "Oh, oh, excuse me, I don't remember Johann Sebastian Bach writing a drum solo in this piece. Do you, class?" He didn't sound like that. I don't know why I did it like that. Maybe just to did. sound like he's a little holier than now. Uh, but he puts him in his place. He puts Jace in his place. <laughs> and then it is revealed that Wayne Brady is also blind. So we have a blind teacher and a blind student. And then they, of course, had to make the joke that it was the blind leading the blind, which was pretty funny. But uh, like not to, not to the movie guys, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... My only criticism of that scene, I think it sets up the characters well enough, whatever. But if you know, as a music conductor, as the music teacher, that you're going to be having the class play a Bach piece, why'd you put this kid on a drum set? Mm. Yeah. Why is the drum the set set thing. up at all? Yeah, I was wondering that myself. <laughs> you're just setting the kid up for failure. You can't put a single high school student, really anybody, at all in front of a drum set and expect them to not hit something. It yeah. is it is as instinctive as as breathing. It is as <laughs> instinctive as the reflex test when the doctor hits your knee. It's like putting two marshmallows in front of a baby and then being like, all right, if you don't eat these marshmallows, you'll get two more marshmallows. Yeah, we all know how that test went. Not we all well. took Psych 101, yes. But no. Also, but, he's yes. on the drum set meaning that it was set up for this Bach piece. And he's the only drummer. Like, <laughs> doing band in high school and, and middle school, like, there's a whole drum section. There's someone who does the cymbals. There's, like, yes. you know, six or seven people back there. He's the only one, which means before this, they just didn't have anybody playing the drums. Or Nobody percussion. did it. So they, they were had... like, we got one. Let's give them everything. They just had but one he... guy beatboxing, like, making the sounds. Yeah. Like, okay, Oh, there's also a fair amount of beatboxing in this film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I forgot about that. Ooh, that was bad. You're right. It is there. Unnecessary. But but it was the 2000s. Justin Timberlake was hot. That scene in the band room, though, that was a decent setup for, you know, Jace's personality. And who's the, what was the uh, Wayne Brady's character's name? Mr. Wyatt. Mr. Wyatt. Yeah. You know, it was a good setup for the interaction between those two. And, you know, it, it provided a good bit of character development. I think all of their conversations were, you know, as good as a like a Disney mentor student dyad, dyad, um, dyad could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
I, I think that Wayne Brady did a good enough job of inspiring young Jace to, you know, get his shit figured out. Mm-hmm. Because the you know, he, he you know, he likes to say that, oh, you know, my blindness does not limit me, but he still acts kind of like a pariah. Yeah. Which I mean, of of course, because you feel different. Mm-hmm. And Wayne Brady's all just like, yeah. Yeah, that's it's not going to get easier. It doesn't get easier. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to just live with it. You're going to have to do everything you can. You're going to have to, you know, go above people's expectations and you're going to have to face your fears. Which then in turn leads, I think, to the idea in Jace's head that he wants to do something that sighted people can do, uh, which is, you know, in this case, a sport. So he drives up for basketball um, and he's sort of, um, I don't want to say turned away, but he's discouraged maybe by. Oh, he's turned away. Because he, tell, he, he tells the coach, he's like, yeah, I play bounce-only basketball, and we got to set up a, you know, a beeping monitor at the hoop. Mm-hmm. The coach is like, oh, yeah, 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 uh, I'll think about it. I'll look into that. Oh, those are pretty reasonable accommodations, but uh, not today. Go do your homework. Mm. That's a lawsuit waiting coach, to happen. Was that also the wrestling coach? I think so, yeah. Same guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Weird. Yeah, a school that cares so much about sports only has one coach. <laughs> it's better than having no coaches that's true that is true also uh, a school that has a blind teacher seemingly has no accommodations for blind people other than jace gets someone who's like his reader who like reads with him in class yeah but like everyone in this school is pretty terrible to blind people a fire drill happens, and he's yeah. just left to his own devices. He's been at this school for, like, a, a day or two, mm-hmm. and they just expect him to figure it out. Yeah, and he, like, falls on his ass, and his cane goes missing, and he's, like, banging on a door, and then everyone's staring at him when he finally gets out of the building. Yeah, yeah and someone stole his tape recorder, which I don't really... Yeah, yeah that was weird. That's straight-up bullying. It is. But an interesting moment in the movie is when uh, Jason can't get out of the building because he's going to the wrong door during the fire drill. And his bully, John, helps him out. He's the one who grabs him and brings mm-hmm. him out. And he doesn't reveal mm-hmm. that it was him. And he never comes up in the movie. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, I like that that's one of those things that's just like, oh, it, it, it just went without saying. Like He did it and didn't have to make a big thing out of it. Well, not to give too much away just yet, but, you know, John, the bully, does come around eventually. Um, So I think that was a nice piece of foreshadowing that, you know, again, it's character development. It shows that John has a good heart, most likely. Yeah, he's really just a first act bully. He he warms up. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know. He's He's like Spike in Buffy. My wife, was. Kate's gonna love that I made that reference. I made it just for her. Hi, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Anyway, what were we saying? I don't know. Um, should we talk about the wrestling? Because that's what this movie is about. It's about wrestling. Let's let's let the wrestling expert do that. Thanks. It, it's me. I love wrestling. I get, love I love fat, the, fatty roll man. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, yeah, it's not me. The only uh, the only fatty roll mans that you and I know about are when we go to the. Um, 
when we go to the the candy store and we're like, hi, can I get a fatty roll man oh, with yeah. jelly? Yep, that's me <laughs> eating those fatty rolls. Shot no. the clairs in my mouth like Joey Chestnut. Our our local wrestling expert, James, knows a thing or two about the sport of wrestling because he partook in the sport of wrestling in high school, which we all went to together. James, I'd like to hear your overall thoughts on just this the wrestling in this movie. I gotta say, they got kids who could actually do it. Like, they, it was very clearly like rehearsed and like you know they're they're doing things for the camera so they're doing like a, a takedown or a toss like but they clearly like got people that that kind of knew what they were doing and it looked convincing hmm. uh there's very nitpicky things that i'm sure we'll get to but yeah i i would say overall it's not that far off it's 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 pretty pretty accurate is it really that common that one wrestler throws another wrestler over his head and back onto the ground like that. Very not. It's it's hard to do. Okay, that's what I thought because yeah. it happens so many times. It happens a lot. Yeah, but, I don't you know, know about that... how they do things in Utah, but <laughs> in the state of New York, it's a lot of double and single leg takedowns, which they show a lot of. Yeah, which is when the guy has like one leg up in the air and he's trying to kick the one that's planted out. Or when they're like practicing, it's like they grab each other around, kind of like the between like their I don't know, I guess around the thighs and like drive to the side. Like that's mostly what's going on. There's not a lot of like his his special move is like a lat throw, like or like hip tosses where you're like throwing people up in the air. That's really not happening. Fat man rolls are happening though. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. At no point did I question whether the wrestling looked legit or not because to my untrained eye, it did. It all looked legit. These kids yeah, they are were strong. Yeah, Andrew Lawrence is jacked in this He's movie. Jacked. Yeah, absolutely ripped. How yeah. how yeah. old was he in this movie? I should have looked that up. Well, if this movie came out in 04, you can assume it was shot in 03. And Andrew Lawrence is born in what year? He was in 1988. He was 16 wow. years old. Wow. Wow. I mean, even in a T-shirt, I was like, damn, Built. the kids. Yeah. He could have bodied me. And then when he was yeah. actually lifting weights, I was like, holy shit. Like, Sweatman oh, is ripped. Styrofoam. I don't know. No, no, no. I feel like it would cost more to buy fake weights than it would to just have weights. His biceps yeah. weren't styrofoam. That's oh, for that's sure. true. Yeah, hard as rock. His oh, it's cake. He's made a cake. Remember when everything was made of cake? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Andrew Lawrence <laughs> Andrew is made Lawrence's of cake. Andrew Lawrence's biceps are made of cake. <laughs> Confirmed. The, oh, the most inaccurate part of the wrestling in this movie, I would say, is... The coach, when they're in the match, is saying nothing. He's like, mm. "Well, you're just out there on your own." Mm. Whereas, if even if you watch like boxing or like UFC, like similar sports, in that there's two like two guys going, you know, against each other and nothing else, the coaches and in, in wrestling at any level, the coach is constantly yelling stuff. Like it is, they are they have no voice by the end of the meet because they're just screaming like, "Shoot." Get out! Like, get. They're just screaming at you what to do because by the end you're so tired you kind of can't think of what to do. Mm. And that's funny because in a lot of the other sports movies we watched, like, like double teamed or any of them, like the coaches are yelling stuff yeah. at, their, at their players, yeah. like do this, do that, come on, hustle, that kind of stuff. Mm. Yeah, no, that's a that's a very good point. His yeah, coach no. was fine. Yeah, he was, but he was good, also a dad. Like, 
people. Yeah, coach. He was a good dad. Yeah, I liked him as a dad. Is this the decom dad hour? I guess this is the decom dad hour. Yeah, th- this is officially the decom dad hour. So he's we, the we dad to the um, what's it called? To the the love interest of Andrew Lawrence. Yeah, Mary, uh, Mary Beth. Mary Beth. Yeah, Mary Beth. This ain't no Mary Kate Nashley joint. This is. She's one of his readers. Right. right like yeah. She's one so, of the people who initially reads books for him in class. Yeah, she's basically the one. She, she's the one who teaches him everything that he knows. And she's the one who inspires him to do everything that he does in the movie. Um, yeah, weirdly enough, he has almost no agency. All of his decisions, for the most part, come from either her or the coach or from Mr. Wyatt, um, which I guess is fine. Um, but um, she's the one his age that inspires him to do things. And uh, the coach is a good dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do we ever see him like really interact with his daughter? It's funny that we don't really. Uh, he picks her up. Yeah, and we get one of those like you know, daddy on the porch with a shotgun vibes, where she's just like, I don't think you want to kiss me. Yeah, yeah, and the fact that he didn't make a any deal out of that, um, I think, uh, you know, we come to expect that these days, where fathers aren't like lording over their daughters with shotguns, but you know, in the decom world. You know, the fact that he didn't do anything, I think, makes him a good dad. I don't know. Yeah. Didn't even say anything about it. Yeah. Or a better dad. I don't know. I don't think we get it. I, I don't think we get enough to give him real grade. He just gets a pass in my book. Yeah, these are both pass fail dads, I think. I mean, Brandon, do you agree? Uh, yeah, the other dad. Oh, I was just saying, yeah. Uh, the other dad was kind of absentee. I like the mom, though. I like how mom's advice was just to quit and, you know, stay home tonight. That, that feels like solid mom advice. <laughs> she was cool. Taller than her husband, too. I love that. <laughs> Whenever I come to my mom with a problem, she's like, mm, why don't you just not just just give up? <laughs> and I'm like, that's she's like give up and just like watch a movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's good advice. I like that. It's not bad. <laughs> it's getting more attractive as I get older. No, just give up and watch a movie? Well, guess yeah. what? We have like 50 or so more movies in the DCOM catalog. Oh, so thank God. Yeah, yeah, a lot of movies for you to watch yeah. when you give up. And I, 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 I think we all have like 50 or so years left at least. So, you know. Ah, speak for yeah. yourself, buddy. Plenty of movies to watch. Yeah. Let's not go there. Is All this right. when we? Is this now the longevity hour? Well, yes, it is. The room and we talk about how much longevity we think we have based on our genes in modern medicine. Oh, yeah. yeah, let's talk about it. Let's do it. Let's get. <laughs> let's get right into it. All right. Um. Uh, let's see. Well, James, let's... how many brain cells did you lose on uh, getting tossed around there? Yes. No. I bet you. <laughs> did you play all four years? In high school? Uh, three. Okay, I have a question. Because this comes up in in literally every single high in every single wrestling thing that's that's ever been in media, they always talk about cutting weight. It's always like you have to lose like six pounds in two days, or you have to lose five pounds in twenty four hours. And all they ever do is show people working out in a gray hoodie. Yeah, what's the reality of cutting weight? Uh, it's kind of that you. Oh, oh, okay then. <laughs> You wear a bunch of layers. Some people, if you're like a psycho, you wear like a garbage bag under there because like uh, you can't like the moisture can't escape and you just sweat a ton more. 
It's like it's dangerous if you wear a garbage bag. Yeah, it's like you're not allowed to do it. But you basically just layer up and run on a treadmill or ride a bike and just sweat out weight. Um, you also like doing that at a young age. I think has given me like a weird uh, view of of like food and weight the rest of my life. Oh man, <laughs> also, sure. Like you just kind of know. Like if I step on a scale and I'm wearing like clothes, I'm like, well, that's like you just know that your clothes weigh four pounds, mm. but you don't kind of realize. Or I know that like if I go to sleep, I'll wake up like a pound and a half lighter. Mm. Like you just that's all kind of stuff you can count on. And there's all weird stuff that we used to do is like chew gum so that you salivate and like spit it out. And like maybe you lose a little bit of weight or like. It was oh, just, uh, just like odd, odd stuff. Like, like eat like uh, an almond or a couple almonds like throughout the day, so that you like just are hungry. But uh, yeah, it's it's a weird, weird part of the culture that is. They they do tackle it. The coaches like you. You're too skinny. Mm-hmm. Like you're 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 too light, which kind of does happen. But a lot of times when we we were doing it, it was like, all right, it's your choice. Like if you want to weigh 125 pounds when you walk around at 150, go for it. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. god. I think the weird is it that you want to be lighter or you're just trying to get to a weight class or is everyone trying is everyone striving for the lowest weight class for some reason that I don't know about? Yeah. So if you they do this with with kind of all like the UFC and like boxing does this too. like if you walk around at a comfortable weight and you're like like working out, you're going to gain muscle. But you're you're like if you don't if you cut down like as much fat and water weight as you can like if you go from like 10 percent like fat to like two percent fat you're still going to retain that muscle so you're going to be a lot stronger than someone who naturally walks around at that weight Mm. oh so that's why you want to be as light as possible i see yeah and i used to wrestle at 135 and i'm six feet tall holy so i was like way way taller than everybody else which was an advantage in, in and of itself yeah, yeah is it more really, of an advantage to be way too skinny for? Oh yeah, it was tall. gross. If you look at yeah. pictures, I look sick. <laughs> oh man, that's that's scary. Um, yeah. So, the, the, in the movie, they also say that like it's kind of an advantage to be really short. Is that the case? Like ever? It can be. Yeah, you're lower to the ground does win a lot of times. But if you're long, like if you have longer arms, you have more time to react. It's 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 all, you know. There's there's a, a bunch of ways to be successful i'm now looking at up pictures of when i was wrestling it's gross oh man i I gotta see see them you gotta send those to us put it in the chat we need to know next question can you and i wrestle sure i i don't actually want i mean you guys are basically like the same weight class roughly yeah Yeah. all right all right i'll cut weight so i can wrestle you guys (laughs) oh boy that way you have to get yeah you have to cut off a leg yeah, you're probably right. I probably would have to. Ugh. Just thinking about that makes me feel sick. And they actually addressed that, too, because John at one point is, like, not well. And yeah. Jace is like, yo, buddy, are you sure you should be doing this right now? Because, you know, he was probably dehydrated. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. That's what you are. You're You're just you're losing water weight. And then as soon as you drink anything, you gain it right back. But you're just mm-hmm. like dehydrating yourself for that moment. But then once you weigh in, you can fuel right. up again. But right. what he's doing is he's just like 
way too depleted at that point. That happened mm-hmm. to me. I had to lose like I think I had to lose like two pounds in like a couple hours, Ugh. like before a meet. So I just like ran around, and I was completely. I was like, "Oh, great, I did it!" And then I had like no strength left. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you're committed. It's a. It's a. It gets in your head. Sport. Yeah, I bet. I'm sharing this wow. right now. Thank you. Excited to see it. Um, let's let's do the decom f bump. I think it's about time. Let's transition away from the the scary world of cutting weight. Oh, I found that interesting, though. I mean, I did too, but it's... Oh, my God, James, I've seen this picture before. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you are swimming in that coat. Oh, yeah. Aw. My God. Very cute. Very nice. (laughs) I miss the era where all you wore was skate clothes. Yeah. And a, uh, a skew hat. Yeah, <laughs> you you look so zooted in this picture, and I know that you did not do any drugs at this time in your life, so it's funny nope. to just see that you look like you are high as fuck. Oh yeah, because I was that was the first time that I emerged from my house and I was delirious. <laughs> Cute. Oh god, remember point and shoot cameras with the flash on? Love it. Miss it? Not really. Okay, decom f bomb. This movie had an f bomb. You get to say it. If this movie were PG thirteen, you get to drop the f bomb once. If this movie had an f bomb, you get to say it. <laughs> Sorry, guys, my brain's broken. I've been kind of late. Yeah, and now you're rehydrating with beers. So you're all fucked. It's the best way to hydrate, hey baby. Hey, right. hey, if this movie had an f bomb, where would you? What would you? You get to say it. <laughs> Here's my decom f bomb. I'm gonna say it because it's in the movie. Um, so there's a part towards the end of the movie. They're about to go to states, or they're they're about to do like the regional championship, which determines whether they go to states. No, that doesn't make sense. They're doing some some tournament, and that determines if they're gonna go to states. And Andrew Lawrence, Jace, is being bumped up a weight class, um, and. In that bump up, he has to wrestle against what's his name? T Rex Turner. Yeah, yeah. T Rex Turner. The 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 antagonist who is just like this sixteen year old goon who is just way too large and will just throw you around. That's what I would have been if I was a wrestler in high school. T Rex Turner. T Rex Mets actually kinda rolls off the tongue. No, it doesn't. It does. I like that. T Rex Mets. Uh but um so Jace is kind of worried about going up against T-Rex Turner. And and uh, I think it's Joe, some uh, somebody, or John, somebody says to him, like, oh, what does it matter if you're wrestling him or the other guy? And they both have stupid names. So obviously the decom F-bomb for me is, quote, what does it matter if you wrestle T-Rex Turner or Joe Faceless or Baxter the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> just, just that's someone's name. And you have to hear the announcer say it. Here comes... Baxter the fuck. Baxter Lee fuck. Like it's French. <laughs> it's French. Le fuck. <laughs> He's got a handlebar mustache that's, and he just throws children off. That's back. my decom F bomb. I'm changing it to Baxter Le fuck. <laughs> and we see him. And yes, he's like a comedically old high school senior. He wrestles in that striped shirt that all Frenchmen Yes, wear. I, I wrestle at the uh, 100 pounds. <laughs> I am six foot nine. I wrestle at one hundred pounds, and 
They call me Baxter Lee Fuck. Yeah, the cigarettes are really what help you cut the weight. <coughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, who else has a decom F bomb? Uh, yeah, no, I have a decom F bomb. It's like right early on in the movie. Um, you know, when he when he's talking about being from New York, he would just be like yeah, from New York fucking city. Hey. Best, best fucking city in the world. Yeah, that would have been a good time for him to drop an F-bomb, wouldn't it? Yeah, just way early on. Set the bar high. Yeah. And from New York City, the fuck? <laughs> not responding to anything. He just had to say it. Right, James, what did you come F-bomb? So, the coach, when... Uh, Jace is like, I want to wrestle. Uh, for some reason, the coach, you can just see it in his face that he's like, okay. And then when Jace walks away, he's like, has a bit of a crisis. And I just had a feeling that this was definitely in the character's head where he just goes, well, fuck. When he has to now <laughs> figure out how to help Jace wrestle. He's like, good, good, good. No, it's great that he's going to wrestle. How do I fucking figure this out? <laughs> <laughs> One of those, uh, he said the quiet part out loud. Yeah, yeah. Mine was with the romantic scene because it caught me off guard and I uh, said what the fuck out loud, which is <laughs> they're leaving Bay, as in Jace and Mary Beth, the romantic leave, are leaving school. And she basically says, you know, you can do whatever you want. And he just kisses her. <laughs> it just it just felt so abrupt to me. Like, there's so many other tender moments between the two of them. Leaving school and just being like, yeah, hey, do whatever you want today. And then getting a kiss. I don't know. It felt weird. They so also would have said, what the fuck? I guess it was me. No, you're right. And they also don't kiss again. Yeah. No. That was it. It was like... It was as casual as like saying goodbye to someone you've been married to. For many years. <laughs> she, it was like, she does, she does kiss her fingers and touch his face in front of her dad. Yes, which uh, is worse. They should have just kissed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that one is a little. Uh, a I little mean, he, odd. he 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 like touches her face to try to figure out what she looks like, which was kind. You know, it sounds kind of cheesy, but it was kind of cute. It, it like, was for cute. A kids movie. I mean, it's. It was also very entertaining that he didn't, you know, when, when you touch a significant other's face, you, you know, it's like your, your thumb is on the cheek and your hands kind of go around like the neck, like towards the nape. Uh, but when he does it, he's just kind of palming her face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've hey always guys. wondered that. Like, what does the touching of the face tell them about that person yeah i don't know smooth that they use good moisturizer yeah i don't know i have to imagine that if you're actually um you know visually impaired in some way that i mean look i know it's a cliche i don't know if this is true or not but that your senses might be heightened in a way that you can like tell i don't know something about the appearance of a person's face just by yeah, touching probably it. yeah there was a there was a good This American Life episode about a blind kid who would click like with his mouth oh. like to get the vibrations to come back and they said that he kind of developed his own like you know the way like bats communicate mm. echolocation he, yeah and he could understand like what a bowl looked like from doing it wow that's from really cool the room yeah and it, in it this like, movie it was, like, okay it was like that object is concave and. 
Yeah, like he kind of he kind of saw in his own way by wow. doing this clicking thing. Yeah. I mean, this is totally not the same thing, but like if I my eyesight's pretty bad without my corrective lenses. Like I can walk around my apartment in like pitch darkness and, you know, pretty much know where everything is. So mm-hmm. from my own personal experience, yeah, you do um develop ways of dealing and I don't know, maybe Maybe if I go blind one day, I'll be touching all your faces and, you know, tell you what that means to me. You could touch my face even when you're not blind. That's fine. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Reach out. Yeah. 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 Oh. They're doing it, listeners. Oh. <laughs> They're having their faces being touched. All right. I got I to gotta stop. I'm, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll save this one for after the mics are off. Hey, hey, guys. Did you notice that they started off this movie like making a big deal about his heightened senses and then never brought it up at all during the wrestling? Yep. Like, oh. I assumed that had to be a part of it. Like, hmm. like, you know, figuring out where the person's, where your opponent's feet are moving or when they lunge based, like, you know, they, when he's playing basketball, when Jace is playing basketball, they make a big deal about like, okay, he can hear the, like, they, they do a slow motion. And and they show the different like things that he can hear and sense, and that's clearly significant. And then it never comes up again. I assumed that would be how he knew, you know, how to most effectively wrestle. Nope. Turns out nope. it's dancing. <laughs> yeah, it's just dancing. You just got to dance. Everybody knows that the best way to wrestle is to dance. Mm. Get Maybe. in the groove. Mm, mm. Is there Maybe any truth to that, James? What was that? Is there any truth to that? Did you ever have to take like two step? Zero. We did in in <laughs> middle steps. school gym, but I don't think that had anything to do with wrestling. Zero step is when you just sit Indian style on the ground, crisscross applesauce. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, crisscross apples. Uh, the the. Maybe my mind is in the gutter, but the scene where Jace was learning to dance from Mary Beth was a little bit innuendo rife, if I could say that. Mm. You can. Because she comes over with a big puppy, and that's like what he's dancing with. And they're they're playing like bounce chicka wow wow music, and they're like (laughs) stomping on the ground. And then they cut to the mom Mm. downstairs. As yes. her, you know, soon-to-be teenage son is upstairs alone with a girl, and she looks up, and the bounce chicka wow wow music is playing, and the pots and pans are rattling <laughs> as there's like a banging noise. I was like, That's, I wonder what they're suggesting here. Oh is no, I thought the exact same like, thing. Yeah, I I thought that too. I mean, your mind's yeah. not in the gutter at all. I think they were pretty heavily implying that that yeah, would be yeah. another good decom f-bomb if brenda strong looks up at the pots and pans shaking and here's the thumping and here's the music and she just goes oh they fucking <laughs> <laughs> speaking of the music in this movie andrew lawrence clearly knows how to like do all of this music yeah. like i don't know if he's actually playing all of these solos and stuff but he's playing guitar mm-hmm. yeah like yeah. There, there's that one really intricate like um, flamenco guitar bit that he does. Yes. And I don't know if that's actually him, but his hand movements were very convincing. I looked yeah. at that and I'm like, this guy knows how to play guitar. Yeah. Which is very rarely the case in a Disney Channel movie. There were two guys in the band at the wrestling match who were playing guitar and they were absolutely not playing guitar. Yeah. Yep. And obviously Wayne Brady has musical 
inclinations. Yeah, I, playing drums. As a, yes, he was, and as an adult, I am still constantly blown away by any clip I see of Wayne Brady doing the the greatest hits on "Whose Line Is It Anyway." Oh. The fact that he could just be told this is a rock song, and then they play a rock like a basic rock progression, and he writes the song on the spot. It, I, I, I am enamored by that. It, 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 he, he is an amazing musician, and yeah. I wish we got to see more of him doing stuff in this movie. He was a good get for this movie, too, I think. I mean, I was pretty surprised to see him, I, I don't know, maybe just because of the Chappelle show thing, and now he's just, like, larger than life in my mind. But, uh, yeah, I was shocked to see him in this movie. I yeah. think Wayne Brady deserves the world. I think no matter how much recognition he gets, it will never be enough. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, I feel like they could have used him a little bit more. Like, absolutely. Yeah. However, yeah. I, I I agree with you, and I wish they did, and I wish they showed him doing more music. But I could also say, like, you know, less is more. It's okay to you know not not make him do everything in the movie. I just wish he did more music. Mm. Also, they probably had to pay him more than they had to pay everybody else, so they could probably only get him for like two days. Yeah. Man. This was a an all star cast between yeah. Wayne Brady, Jace, who I forget his name, yeah, uh, Andrew Zero, Lawrence. Andrew Lloyd Webber, yeah, Andrew, Zero's yeah, name. Oh, I know Zero's. Uh, I, uh, I, I have to write right? it down. Yeah, yeah, Theo. Bleh. I got you. I got you. Here we are. Uh, Cleo Thomas. Oh, Cleo whatever. Thomas. That's it. Yeah. And uh, Brenda Strong, uh, who I guess wasn't like very famous then. Uh, Desperate Housewives wouldn't come out until later that year. Um, but I guess, I don't know. She definitely had some things. She probably did a soap opera or two. That seems right up her alley. Um, yeah, no, this was a great cast. Loved it. Yeah. So something we didn't talk about yet is, um, you know, sort of the climax of the movie, which uh, is the wrestling meet, but... I think more so leading up to it where um, Luke, I guess, was the wrestler's name, the guy who got hurt. Yeah, um, right. And that's ooh. why uh, Jace got on the team because that weight class opened up after Luke got hurt. Yeah, so he started off being a pretty shitty wrestler and then he put in the work and he got better. And uh, I guess Luke is pretty much the only one on the team who by that point uh, still thinks that Jace was essentially a charity case. You know, this is at a point where pretty much all of the rest of the guys in the team accept him, realize that he's got skill and that he's put in the work. Um, but Luke doesn't see it that way. And so he continues to challenge Jace. Uh, and then after a while, Jace is like, you know, coach, I, you got to put me in a, in a wrestle off with Luke because he's up my ass. Basically. I want I want to amend something you said, because. Luke doesn't actually challenge Jace. Jace is the right. first person to suggest, like, you got to put us against each other, coach, to yeah. show that, like, I'm not here just because I'm a charity case. Right. Luke just True. treats him like shit. Yeah, I guess I meant challenge more in the way that he, like, treats him like shit. Okay, yes, yes, yes. And then they do a wrestle-off eventually, and he bodies him in, like, five seconds. Yeah. Yeah. That scene that took no time at all. Like he, he immediately shows that yes, I'm better than you. He bodied him, but then he like dislocated his shoulder, and the coach was like, "All right, well, if you want me to pop it back in, I will." Oh, hey, Mary Beth. 
That was hilarious. That was really funny. <laughs> yeah, make him because would that really make him relax? I feel like seeing the girl he's crushing on. Yeah, he just distracted him exactly. Yeah, it worked. Well, he also couldn't see the girl he was crushing on. Okay, yeah, good point. Because he's get it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Get it. I get it, Ryan. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Do I have to explain it? No. Okay, it's because he's. I mean, (laughs) all right. Do we have anything else? Uh. If Jace keeps actually, wrestling, he's going to be really good. Because if he's standing up to a two-time state champion... Mm. Yeah, T-Rex Turner. T-Rex Turner, and not, not only not getting pinned, but going the whole match, and, like, in fact, like scoring points on him, he's going to be sick. Yeah, and T-Rex going Turner, up a weight class. He's, like, impossibly right. good. T-Rex Turner has a very interesting glow-up in this movie. Because yeah. we're first introduced to him as just, like, a piece of shit. Where he looks at John, and he's like... You suck, and I'm going to kill you. I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. Exactly. You eat pieces of shit. Honestly, T-Rex Turner looks like the kind of guy who eats pieces of shit for breakfast. Yeah. But then by the end of the movie, he's like, you know, congratulating his opponent. Yeah, he loses graciously. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he well, doesn't he lose. He wins. But the Oh, right. Loses. He went Right, 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 right. Sorry. He wins graciously, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like, hold, you know, holds up uh, Jace's hand. As they both celebrate a, a respective win, want T Rex for himself and Jace for uh, the team. Yes, because I, I guess to make a long story short, in um, team competitions where there's individual events, you can basically um, you know lose your individual event while still gaining enough points for your team to score an overall victory. I did appreciate that. They have a scene where Mary Beth is explaining to Jace's parents how the scoring and wrestling works, and they didn't understand it, which is fitting because I didn't understand it either. Like, I get a little bit, but I didn't understand it. There's James, what does neutral green mean? Neutral green? Yeah, the ref said that at one point. He said, neutral green, and then... I don't remember what so happened. So the ref next. is wearing wristbands. One is for the... Gr- like, And then you put those around your ankle... And one is red and one is green. So he's rather than referring to them by their names, there's he's saying like green neutral. So that could have been either he got to neutral position or he was putting them in a neutral position or something. We have a friend who was on this wrestling team back in the day and who is also red, green, colorblind. Do you think that ever <laughs> affected him? <laughs> I was on it with him <laughs> and maybe. It never came up, but maybe. I'm curious now. We'll have to ask him. Who? Yeah, I'll tell but yeah, you later. The, the, basically, there's like <laughs> okay. five or six things you do for points. It's a takedown, uh, reversal, getting up after you got taken down, or when the referee puts you in a in referee's position, which is what they're practicing a fat man roll out of. Um, oh, yeah. Fall. Okay. I actually recognize that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a near fall. So if, you, if your shoulder blades are close to the mat for like five seconds, you get points based on how how long they're close to the mat that the referee just p- p- counts out um and then pins win obviously and why is it called referee's points. position it looks like he's about to milk a cow <laughs> yes yeah it's one hand around the waist and one hand on the elbow what's the referee got to do with that he puts you there because he wants oh, to okay see, he wants to see what you got He's a he's a kinky little guy. How it's, many it's, points do you get for picking up your opponent and swaddling him like a baby? 
<laughs> How many points do you get for agreeing that fighting is not the answer? <laughs> no points, but you get a lot of, of karma. And karma is a big part of wrestling. Cool. Mm. Love it. I like think Reddit. I'd be a good wrestler. For that. <laughs> wrestling is basically Reddit. Everybody yes. knows this. Wrestling is Reddit. And by Reddit, I mean that's um, uh, that's a descriptor. Like like soy nuggets are Reddit. <laughs> wrestling like, is wrestling Reddit. is Reddit. To be fair, I, I'm sure there's a gigantic WWF community or WWE community. And WWF, the worldwide. Yeah, but honestly, both. Yeah. What part of speech is that? What? Like to say that something is Reddit. Um, an uh, adverb. Well, you're using Reddit as a as an adjective okay. and a direct object at the same uh-huh. time. Which is an interesting thing that's really only developed because of because the internet. I love is, linguistics, which baby. is me using that again. I fucking love linguistics. Yeah, great, very cool. Me too. Uh, that was a sarcastic I do. All right. I've closed my notebook. I read every single note that I had here. Can I get you anything else today? Yeah. Um, can I get a rating? Wait, before uh, we do that, Brandon, I have one question. This is this is to your area of expertise. Okay. So one of the other subplots is that John is bad at Spanish and he needs to do well, and so Jace is like helping him. Um and the the teacher takes John after class and is like, hey, you got to, you know, do well on this test to pass and and maintain your academic eligibility to wrestle. He goes, the teacher is like telling him all this stuff. And he's like, how do I do better? And the teacher just goes, well, maybe you should get a tutor. Would the teacher do that? Or would the teacher be like, come see me, I'll help you out? I guess it depends on the teacher. So that's a hard question to answer. No, that is a great question. Um, in a public school where the student, where you have like, you know, maybe 20 to 30 kids per class, um, you might not be able to just say that you can, you know, that come to me. But however, also in that situation, you probably have some sort of office hours where the kids can come see yeah. you. Um, but it's not out of the ordinary for a teacher to recommend um, a tutor, but they usually don't tell the students. Um, usually it's a conversation with a parent where you give them, you know, an update and you talk about what's going on and you present the issues, um, basically because they didn't want to hire parents for John. Um, they didn't do that, (laughs) but realistically the teacher would be talking to the parents well before they tell the student, I think you need a tutor. That's true. The adults in this movie, there's one teacher, one coach. Uh, who yeah. is also a parent and two other parents and Wayne Brady. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. There, there are, this school has two teachers. Yeah. The Spanish teacher and uh, teacher. the coach. And one coach. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Wayne Brady. Love to see it. They don't mention that Wayne Brady is also the math teacher and yeah. the science teacher and the health teacher. No, obviously the coach is the health teacher. We all know that that's, that's right. what the coaches do. <sighs> All right, guys. Do we have anything else? Are we about to rate this thing. Nah, I'm done. For those of you who don't know, we have a very simple rating system here on the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. If you like something, you give it a thumbs up. If you didn't like it, you give it a thumbs down. Don't There's you no wish all between. life could be like that? I mean, it can be if you're a simpleton. Yeah, or a senator. <laughs> um, who wants to start? I guess I'll go. <laughs> 
Ah, <laughs> uh, well, Ryan, why did you like this film? Well, Ryan, it's very simple because it wasn't a piece of shit. Um, there, it, there was a lot of wholesome uh, content in it. Um, I like the blind jokes. Um, <laughs> is that really how you want to phrase that? Yeah, no, I liked them. Uh, you know, it was um, it was it was kind of touching to see uh, you know, certain characters' evolutions and um, you know, uh, uh, Jace, John, you know, both both had uh, admirable um character development. Um, you know, I I. Gotta say, I, I I like this one. I I definitely wouldn't watch it again. I'm going back to my old criteria here, but um, yeah, no, a, a surprising thumbs up from me. Um, I feel like uh, for all of uh, its its shortcomings, um, yeah, this one was uh, was kind of touching. Um, gotta love the New York twist on it, obviously. Hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> but yeah, um, surprisingly good. Thumbs up from me. Very nice. Yeah, I don't have much bad to say about this movie. I feel as if uh, they did a good job of trying to present the overcoming of a disability um, in a realistic way. Um, I liked that all of the characters eventually came to just, you know, accept him for who he is. That was always what it was all about. Uh, Not accepting him as a blind guy, but accepting him as a person. Uh, and that's that whole last scene where mm. like the reporter wants to do like uh, you know a piece about how he's blind and a wrestler, mm. where realistically they should just be doing a piece about a wrestler, mm. and all of the other you know all of his his friends are just like, what are you talking about? He's blind. Yeah, he's just a really good wrestler. That was funny. It was funny. I liked that. Uh, yeah, thumbs up from me. I thought it was good. Um, the music was good. Uh, I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Uh, yeah, thumbs up for me, too. Um, not a ton more to add than what uh, Brandon and Ryan spoke about, but, you know, it was a good one. It wasn't, it was, it, it was kind of touching at times, and the bad guys weren't just bad, they were kind of three-dimensional, as three-dimensional as a Disney Channel original movie character mm-hmm. can get. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I was always rooting for this kid, so it was fun to see him. Come out on top. Mm-hmm. Thumbs um, up. And that leaves our resident wrestler, James. I'm in the same boat. It, uh, you know, you're not going to get one of these movies that's not even, you know, just a little bit corny. But this mm. was at least touching and a little bit corny, like more touching than corny. Um, the pacing also, I know, is something I usually have an issue with, where it's like all of a sudden the last 30 minutes feel like they're a different movie. Mm. But mm. the pacing actually was like even and balanced throughout the movie hmm. um there was legit character development and uh yeah i it it i remembered liking it as a kid uh before i even wrestled it all uh and i am pleasantly surprised that it kind of held up to that so yeah thumbs up yeah you make such a good point about this not being victim to the third act slump. This might yeah. be the only one of yeah. all of the ones we've watched that doesn't, you know, fall into that terrible mm. like final 30 minutes. That's good. That's good. This movie felt to me like a Matt Christopher novel. 
A what? Oh, my God. Yeah, I knew James would know what I was talking about. Matt Christopher was yes. a children's book author, and he had all of these different books about different sports. Like, um, you know, Snowboard Showdown was like the notable one that I remember the title of. Um, a bunch of baseball ones, I remember. Yep. Yeah, where, you know, it was, um, you know, he was obviously a good writer. And this movie felt a lot like that in a way where, you know, somebody did their homework. This is stupid to ask now, but like this was was this based on a on a true story? I don't think it was, right? I, I don't know. I don't it, think it seems, so. It seems like one that would be based on a true story, but they don't say it anywhere. Right. Well, we talked about this at the beginning of the show before we, um, you know, introduced ourselves, and uh, yeah, I don't think we got a good uh, answer on that. I think not. I think this is not based on a true story. That'd be kind Probably of weird not. if it was, and then they made that barb at the reporter. Because it's like... Mm. No, that'd be and hilarious. And a whole... Yeah, a whole movie. The reporter watches this movie, and he looks back at the piece he wrote for the paper, and then he looks at the fact that he had to step down from the paper because they didn't want him there years oh, later. Oh, wow, I'm a real asshole, aren't yeah. I? Yeah, a movie about that guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm such a... He's like sitting in a chair with a bottle of whiskey. He's like almost finished with it. He's like, I'm a fuck up. Where did I go wrong? So we all gave this a thumbs up. What award does this get? Oh, uh, oh, James, what was that that song lyric that you heard Andrew Lawrence sing in the movie? Oh, Dirt on Your Soul? Dirt on Your Soul, I don't That's mind. in his personal... Uh, uh, music career after being a decom star. Oh, oh! I thought you yeah. said that was in the movie. I, I think no. um, I'd like to call this one the uh, the beeping backboard award. The beeping backboard. Yes. Yeah, love it. Yeah, this one gets the beeping backboard for um, for touching corny sports uh, movies. Yes, love a good beeping backboard. Feels good. All right, I guess that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Do we have any housekeeping to attend to here? I don't think so. Call 914-863-1613. That's the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel Hotline. You um, might reach one of us. Yeah. Check us out on Twitter at Tipsy Panel. We post there sometimes. On Instagram, we're Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. That's um, something we're trying to be better about, I suppose. And uh, you can always email us, Disney Channel Tipsy Panel at gmail.com. Uh, that's the mailbag that's consistently empty. Yeah, I'd love to see more people sending us stuff because right now all I'm getting is like emails every other day from Disney Plus saying, check out what's on our network. It's a video of a dog. You love dogs, don't you, you fucking idiot? Watch our videos. Enjoy our content. I was at school when Michael Jackson died. We made a thing with Jeff Goldblum. Do you remember? Watch the Beatles. Oh, Watch yeah. the Beatles. Yeah. Enjoy Ringo. It Embrace was George. Was All right, that's our show, everybody. Get Thanks back. for listening. Tune in next time. I'll have another decom for you. Bye. Oh, I'm probably going to get copyright infringed so hard for that little... <laughs> aphasia version of get back it's that okay. i just I did i've never heard the song get back so i'm just gonna guess how it goes okay get back my name is paul and i'm a beetle get back do you actually not know how that song goes i have no idea